Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. A show about the goods. The things we like. The good. We got the goods, baby. So that's the new tagline I've been kicking around. Oh, see, I don't like that. Well, it seemed like you you smiled at me really. People couldn't hear it, but you well, smiled at me that's... super big. And you mouthed, I love it. Yeah, but I was talking about something else. What were we talking about? The Charlie XCX song? No, the you're what a sexual thing about you. Oh, <laughs> your parents listen to this show. I know that's why I did the best I could. <laughs> that was the bet. That was that was the best you got. Well, I didn't get specific. Okay, that's fair. Uh, let's programming note. You're probably going to hear some uh some foley work coming from outside <laughs> of my office. We do have uh King Kong. We have a King Kong problem. Here yeah, in Austin. that's true. Uh, and he knew about all of our bananas that mm-hmm. we have. And so he is really trying pretty hard to get into the house. Very slowly and methodically. Yeah, you would think that he would just try and do one big smash with this huge fist. But mm-hmm. no, he's uh, he tried to pick the lock earlier, which I was like, wow. Can I ask you, this is somewhat related, why our son thinks that I love uh, Donkey Kong so much? I didn't know that, was that on the qu- the wonderful questionnaire that he filled out about you one time? <laughs> no, no, it, it's because when we are like playing with toys, we have a little Donkey Kong and a car figure. And yeah. he's always like, I know which one you want, mommy, because this one's your favorite. I don't know. We may have been talking about our super, like our Mario Kart yeah. sort of picks. I don't think I told him that Donkey Kong was your. I must jam. have said it offhand years ago because I that boy's don't, mind is a steel trap. <laughs> I know. Um, no, somebody's. We're getting some construction done on our house. Yes. Um, and so you might hear that, but just like it's ambiance, you can pretend like you're us living in our house, being smashed apart by a big King Kong. Do you have any small wonders? Oh man, you really ran into that full force. I'll uh, go f- I can go first before please, you do it. Please our, do. our flag means death. It's a big bold. We're watching it. It's now. a big brave stance I'm taking in saying that our flag means death is a good television program. We have been told that for six months. I, I don't know how long this months, show has been out, but months, months and months and months. Yes. Uh, and we are terrible about like watching the shows that people watch. These days, well, we're real like we're real thorough in that if we are watching a program like a reality program, we will make sure that we watch each episode that comes out each week. Yeah, and we only have about two hours a night to really consume media. So a lot of times we're like, oh, we've got to watch. You know, we've got this episode of Survivor that we haven't watched yet, so yeah. let's watch that. And oh, whoops, that's our whole evening. It, it gets especially out of hand during the hockey season because that's like you know three or four nights a week. Yeah, every that, other day. That mm-hmm. our, our uh, you know, nighttime TV viewing is spoken for. But that's not an issue anymore. Big thanks to Colorado Avalanche. Moving we, on to the third round, guys. Good job out there. We have complained about Colorado enough. I know. We have a lot of Colorado fans in the audience. I yeah. begrudge them nothing. It's good. I'm glad that They're your team is team. doing good. They're very, they are, they are terrifyingly good yes. at the sport they do. You know what else is terrifyingly good? Our flag means death. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So good. I didn't realize how ambitious that show was going to be because like, I, you know, it could have been enough just to have been like a kind of a funny pirate show. It's so much more. But there's a the lot going on. It's very sweet. It's very romantic. It is very. It's very modern. Very modern. And like 
th- at the same time, like the swashbuckling adventure is there and yeah. is fun. There's so many characters, so many B-plots in every episode, and all of them are like firing on all cylinders. It's one of those shows where everyone in every step of the production is just crushing it. Yeah, the, it's cast perfectly, and there's a lot of fun cameos. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I can't, I'm sure we are the last people on Earth to watch this television program, but if you have not dipped in yet, dip in, because it's good, as as good as people say. Was that enough time for you to think of a small one? Oh. Oh. I have one. Yeah. Uh, so we have had a trampoline for a while. We've been a trampoline family. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, which is not anything I ever saw for us, but I'm glad that oh, we have it. Oh, it makes so much sense. And our friend Evan said, you know, they make this thing that's pretty cheap where you can attach a hose to one side of it and there's a little sprinkler that goes on top and you put a sprinkler above your trampoline. And I said, well, that sounds dangerous. Not realizing that like the water goes through the trampoline isn't a slippery surface inherently. And so we put a little sprinkler on top of our trampoline for like eight bucks or something. And it's a game changer. The best. It is already incredibly hot, as it is in most parts of the country, and the trampoline would be pretty much out of commission if not for the sprinkler. We went out there this past weekend, got both boys up on that bouncy boy, hit the sprinkler, filled up a bunch of bunch of balloons. Yeah. And you know how we feel about them, and just let it ride, baby. <laughs> and it was the most fun. Gus was just like, Gus doesn't... Henry well, is a little bit trepidatious about yeah. like getting a bunch of water on his face. And I get it. Yeah. Of that course. sucks. Of course. Gus is like, doesn't care. No. Gus will waterboard himself. Yes. Which he does. Our, our nanny has told us he does frequently. Yeah. Uh, when he when goes he's at to, a splash pad. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he doesn't care. That boy is just like just a wild one well he did we had kind of a rocky start because he was pretty hangry when we got out there yeah and i was like oh we gotta just then we had some wet trampoline rice crackers (laughs) we had to feed him on the trampoline just to kind of keep the momentum going yeah he's gonna be walking soon we're boned (laughs) we're so boned he's already doing that thing babies do where they want to hold on to your fingers and walk everywhere yeah uh which is hard on the back super exhausting uh and and yeah and is uh, a lot of work yeah uh i believe you go first this week with the big stuff do you want to the big wonder the big wonder so this actually is interesting i don't think you know this you know what my uh topic is because it's a song and i wanted to share the song with you yes you don't know how i found this band and I found this band because Paul Saborin tweeted okay, yes. about them okay. on June 1st. So the first music video you sent me, I realized I had seen a long time ago. And I'm wondering if Paul is the one who oh, hooked me up with that. That's very but I, like, possible. I, I, maybe it was, it must have been like backstage at a show because I didn't like watch all of it. I just watched some of it. And I was like, oh, this is fucking fresh. Yeah. And then today you sent it to me like, you need to check this out. And I watched all of it. And it's another one of those things that you do sometimes on this show where you're like, hey, check this band out. It's called Snail Mail. This band's called Soccer Mommy. It's your new <laughs> favorite fucking band. Uh, the band is called Lawrence. Uh, it's Joey Lawrence's <laughs> sort of techno pop. You know, it is a family, though. It is a is family it? affair. I yeah. Much like the Lawrence brothers, uh, this Lawrence family is brother and sister. Yeah. Uh, we have Clyde and Gracie Lawrence. Uh, they are three and a half years apart. Okay. And this is their band. They're two of an eight-piece band, uh, and it's incredible. It's so. F- should, do you want to play a song, or do you want to talk about the song? 
Uh, well, I, I will just give a little context. Uh, so I and you know I'm really bad with like music genres. Yeah. You know how there's like different names for different types of music. Sure. I was excited to find that this band is called a soul pop group. Yeah. Which uh, is exactly kind of my jam. Yeah, I would I would uh, slot it in next to. Well, a lot of Wolfpack songs kind of cr- run the gamut, but I think that it it their work reminds me a lot of the the songs from Lawrence that I listened to today. Uh yeah, so so uh the song that I am going to play was featured on a Microsoft Surface Pro 8 tablet commercial. Oh boy. <laughs> Which really kind of blew up for them. Okay, good. Um but it is from uh the album Hotel TV that came out in 2021. The song is Don't Lose Sight. This is gonna kill me, but I won't lay it here. And I try to give them hell, but they don't get it. So The first time that she hit that when I was watching it, and she's like, I sleep at night. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, she's got some pipes. She has some major pipes. And she's very small, and that's always fun for me. When a very small person can like fucking belt it. That's true. So their hotel TV tour hit 53 cities. Um, Mighty. They have also opened for Wolfpack, which I feel like would right. been an incredible yeah, show. Yeah, the best show. Um, but they have performed at music festivals like Coachella and Bonnaroo, which like seems like exactly Absolutely. the kind. You know how like you go to a music festival and you have your bands you want to see, and I've talked about this on the show before, and then you have the band that you like discover there. This is exactly yeah. that band. Man, my first <laughs> Bonnaroo was so wild because i had so many like gaps in the schedule where i was like i'll go see the magic numbers who are these guys and fall in love with them oh who's this old crow medicine show that's a silly name for a band let's check them out (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh so uh super energetic like super joyous Um, that song is a live studio performance the like music video that that i watched for it and it is the most fun I've ever seen a group of people have, I think. So both Gracie and Clyde went to Brown. Um, Gracie did not finish her degree, but, you know, they're three and a half years apart and very close. And like six of the members of that band or five all also went to Brown. They're like their friends. Oh, that's fun. They're like their friends that they met along the way. Uh, but uh, you want to you hear about their their influences? Yeah, Absolutely. It's interesting. They said from a songwriting perspective, this is an interview from Unclear Magazine in 2021. From a songwriting perspective, Carol King, Randy Newman, The Beatles, which I was like, I don't think I hear any of that in that music. But from a vocal perspective, Etta James, Aretha Franklin, yeah. Amy Winehouse, Janis Joplin, Linda Ronstadt, Debbie Harry, you know. There's a lot there's a lot in that sort of yeah. uh vertical that I I think is is uh very very evident when you listen to Lawrence. Uh they also talk about kind of the 
the the soulful quality and they mentioned uh stevie wonder chicago earth wind and fire and that feels exactly right to me i so the album is not all like crazy joyous jams like no um i i've been listening to some of the other songs on hotel tv and they kind of they run all over the place Mm -hmm. uh so i would encourage y'all to check them out do you want to play the other song that you that you sent me oh so that is actually off of a different album oh I feel like you could we could still play it though because I feel like it displays quite a bit of range from this from this uh, this outfit. Yeah. So that song, the other song that I sent you is from their 2018 album "Living Room," uh, and the song is called "Make a Move." And it's and it's also very good. So we can play a little bit of that. Oh, hello there. Would it be okay if I asked you your name? Or should I be ashamed If I asked you your name uh, So the thing about, so these these two are from New York. Uh, their dad is Mark Lawrence, who is a screenwriter and director. Huh. Uh, and Clyde got his start. His dad was working on the 2000 movie Miss Congeniality. Oh, gosh. And they were trying to find a a song to play as the Miss United States pageant theme. And they couldn't find one they wanted to use. And so they they put a pool together. And then Clyde, who was five years old at the time. God almighty. Wrote his own version. And and his dad kind of put it in with the mix of songs to choose from. And the producers ended up choosing it. That's so great. Uh so that song led him to be the youngest member of the Songwriters Guild of America. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um but he wrote the uh parts of the original score for music and lyrics that came out in 2007. Oh, yeah. That was um, the Hugh Hugh Grant Drew Barrymore feature. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh and it's just done a lot of stuff. Gracie is also an actress uh that has been in several TV shows and movies. Uh, they're, they're just, they're performers. Yeah. Just like top to bottom. Um, but yeah, so this, uh, Hotel TV came out in 2021. They have a live album that came out in 2020 and then Living Room, which I mentioned in 2018. Uh, and then Breakfast that came out in 2016. Um, but, uh, yeah, just super, super fun, super high energy. They, uh, said in an interview, they were talking about, um, kind of the just the energy behind their music uh, and they were talking about uh, the interviewer this is from an article in Affinity magazine in 2018 and the interviewer was talking about how it felt like there was some like Broadway influence okay, in their yeah. music Clyde said um, quote uh, we're f- super focused on the dynamics it's super important to us for there to be a lot of peaks and valleys in music hits and moments where everything drops out it's really important for us to tell a story in the music unfortunately that doesn't happen a lot in pop music it's more built on a consistent loop we want each song to be a real story with the beginning middle and end yeah which gives it kind of the broadway flavor yeah definitely um they were also asked in that interview what's it like to work as siblings is there a familial chemistry that makes it easier and i thought you would relate to that blood harmony 
me, man. <laughs> you're like this. Uh, Clyde said, you know, it's funny you ask that question that way because people phrase the question, how's it working with your sibling? Is it really terrible? Is there a lot of sibling drama? And that's what they assume. We always kind of have to correct them and say that there's actually a familial chemistry that makes it easier to work together. We don't have that much problem working together and are actually able to share a type of sixth sense where whether it's in the studio, a meeting, or in the middle of a show, we're able to give each other a certain look and know that we're saying, hmm, maybe don't bring this up in the yeah, meeting. Yeah, man. <laughs> or I feel good enough to go for the higher harmony. And we never say that out loud. We just give each other a look. I'm glad that <laughs> that level of uh, projection uh, upon family performers exists just outside of podcasting yeah. and is uh, just sort of native to every art form. Uh, that 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 puts me at ease a little bit. Yeah, no, I think, and there is that assumption of like, oh, it must be terrible, huh? And they're like, actually, it's a huge asset for us. Yeah, uh, and I, I thought you would relate to that because I, I feel like do. you and your bros feel the same. Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you for turning me on to this band. I'm going to be listening to them a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I encourage everyone else to do the same because it's fucking it's feel good music, man. Uh huh. Summer bops. Can I see you wait? Yes. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters with, I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you can, you can sell uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um th for the commercial the Super Bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain
Got some Django Fets here, and I would love to read this first one. If I may be allowed to do that, please. Please. Mis- mistress. Please do. Okay, so this one's for Steven, and it is from Natalie, who says, Hi, Steven slash baby slash sweetheart. I love you and our very comfy and cozy life, and will even when we're just energy out in the universe. Can't wait to marry you. Love, Natalie slash baby slash cariño. And we haven't talked about what our plan is vis-a-vis when we become energy in the universe, like where we're gonna, it's good to have like a meetup point. Mm. Um, so I was thinking like Beetlejuice, the star. Oh, okay. Cause it's fun, you know, that's my favorite movie. I thought you were gonna say whether or not we have hall passes when we're at energy on the universe. Oh yeah, if I, if my neutrons, <laughs> <laughs> I would never, I would never. Can I read the next one? I wish you would. This is for Otis. It is from Carolyn. So many wonderful things about you, but with limited space, I'll just name a few. You're loyal, altruistic, honest, and funny. You care about bees. You're philanthropic with money. Before we say what's up to our cool baby, know I'll always love you, even when life's crazy. Like the humble rancho, babies aren't that scary, especially because to you, I'm married. That's, uh, <laughs> that was delightful. Uh, I love the pro rancho message in there. This is still uh, a, a cause that is near and dear to my heart. Well, and I like that people care about bees. Like for me, I want to care about bees, but it's better if people really care about but, bees. But like everyone already cares about bees. See, I don't think they do. Not enough. I think folks get it about, <laughs> like, we get it. They're endangered and essential to our whole ecology. But ranchos have such no. bad marketing mm-hmm. still. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I've done everything I can. I've exhausted every avenue available to me. You did that thing that you did years ago. I did ago. that thing once years ago. <laughs> Hearts and minds. Yeah. Hi, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. And the three of us host The Flop House. It's a podcast where we watch a new bad movie and then we talk about it. Dan, you say it's hosted by the three of us. We've had a lot of great guest co-hosts like Gillian Flynn, Jamel Bowie, John Hodgman, Jessica Williams, Wyatt Cenac, Joe Bob Briggs, Josh Gondelman, Roman Mars. Yeah, and you said new movies. But what about the time we did Meatballs 2? Okay, okay, yeah. Sometimes we do older movies and sometimes we have guests, but mostly it's about us talking about like recent bad movies. And don't forget about the ones where I made you do a role-playing game where you played cartoon dogs. All right. Yeah, Shouldn't a promo be a really simple explanation about what our show's about? So, what's the show about, Dan? What's it about? <sighs> what's it about? It's about friendship, all right? It's about our friendship and how we love each other. The Flophouse. It's a podcast mostly about bad movies on Maximum Fun. Do you sometimes wonder whatever happened to the kids at your school who really loved Star Trek? You might remember a kid like me, the one who read the Star Trek novels and built starship models. I also took music classes to avoid taking gym classes that required showering after, but I don't see what that really has to do with- Or a kid like me. I introduced myself to kids at my summer camp one year as Wesley, but when the school year started and some of those kids were in my new class, I actually had to explain to my friends that I had tried to take on the identity of my favorite Star Trek character. The shame haunts me to this day. I'm sure some of those Star Trek fans from your childhood grew up to have interesting and productive lives, but 
we ended up being podcasters. On The Greatest Discovery, you'll hear what happens to two lifelong Star Trek fans who didn't grow up to be great people, but just grew up to be people who love jokes as much as they love Trek. So listen to our new episodes every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about dice. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. Okay, no, thank my you. My favorite comedian. I love his bit that he does where he's like, my, I'll tell you about my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a shock? I'll tell you about my wife. She burned all the spaghetti. You know, Griffin McElroy, who are your biggest comedic Definitely dice, baby. <laughs> now I'm going to talk about the little guys that you roll and they have numbers on them. Yeah. You know, you have a lot of these guys. I do, <laughs> but they are tools of the trade. So I do not feel guilty. Well, they take up almost no space. That's, I guess it depends on if you get enough of them, <laughs> they can take up all the space, I guess, uh, pr- presumably. But yes, I would say I have a reasonable uh, amount of dice. And I do not uh, discriminate. I have a big bag of cheap, like, plastic yellow dice with black number text on them, which I feel like is just the the meat and potatoes of gaming <laughs> dice. Do you remember how old you were when you found out that you could get uh, multiple sides? I mean, it was, I, w- I probably would have been in like elementary school or something, there was a place called the Hobby Shop wow. in downtown Huntington. That's that was like our, uh, you know, Magic the Gathering, uh-huh. uh, you know, min- figurine painting, yeah. like all that jazz. And I went in and it was like, look at all those little colorful po- polygonal shapes. I feel like I was thirty years old. Oh wow! <laughs> I feel like it was after I met you, where you're like, look at this one. And I was like, what? I mean, I was always glancing off the edges of groups of people who played role-playing games like i definitely had some really good friends in high school who played role-playing games and they would bring their like um you know source books into theater class where obviously we weren't doing anything so i would just like read them and be like oh this is fucking cool too bad i'll never play them uh so i i definitely had some exposure but like i have lots of dice i got cheap dice i have one that uh, is made from fake swarovski crystals that i got from some some event that i i don't really uh break out because it doesn't it doesn't have the best sort of finger feel (laughs) um my big jam on this topic is that there are so many like indie companies out there who are making and selling like super high-end artisanal dice and i get unsurprisingly served a lot of advertisements <laughs> for these companies when i'm on the soshi and it is i always will stop and be like let me see what's going let's see what's going on with these dice what do we got going on in here yeah Ooh, these ones glow in the dark how do they like how one thing for you, and this is true with a lot of your equipment, is heft. You like yes. to know what, oh what the, the feel is. When you are like reading about dice, how do they describe that? Do you know? Like if you were like, well, but how heavy are they? Does it like tell you? I mean, you? that's an impossible <laughs> thing, I think, to gauge from pictures and descriptions. But then there's there's certain things that are like, you know, on the super high end, usually whenever you're like looking at like, uh, you know, the, these indie dice manufacturers, you're talking about like resin with cool shit inside, whether it is sparkly stuff or uh-huh. a little skull, uh, <laughs> like the bowling ball in Mystery Men or, you know, um, 
There are higher end dice though that are like these are made from straight tungsten, and you're like those are gonna be some heavy boys. (laughs) My very favorite set of dice that I own is uh, from a company I believe called Wormwood, uh, and it is this really nice set. uh, One of each sort of you know a D4, a D6, a D8, D10, D12, D20. Uh, and they are made from these like super intricate, almost like woven kind of uh, steampunky industrial bronze dice that came in a long, like dark wooden box uh, with my name embossed in gold on it. And, and Brennan, uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan from Dimension 20 uh, gifted that to all oh. of us who played in Tiny Heist. And it was like the most thrilling like when i saw it and it had my name on i was like "Ooh, what's this i cracked it open i was like oh like the ark (laughs) of the covenant i still rock with those because the the box is just really really nice and so like whenever i tour uh when we do like live taz shows like those are the those are always the dice that i bring i remember actually when i was doing one of the D &D camps with austin Batcave with the kids uh i was like showing them like these super nice dice and people were passing them around and then they like didn't come back to me and I looked around and like everyone was holding on to one. I was like, oh, those aren't for you all to, those aren't for you all to keep. I do need those back. It was a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I could see why they would think like, oh, how nice. We all get a little take home, like a little goodie bag. No way. (laughs) Not of these fancy dice. Uh, So obviously D&D and other sort of role-playing games, the the rise in prevalence of those games is what has sort of brought about this whole industry of indie dice makers. Um, But there's an infinite amount of of games that, that use dice from, you know, Monopoly to craps. Uh, which is, craps is my favorite like gambling experience. I don't have many gambling experiences, but whenever we would go on the Joko cruise, you know, there is a casino there. And I have very fond memories of playing craps with just like everybody at the Joko cruise because it's a very, you lose your money. That's the secret to all gambling games is you lose all your money from it. But it's a very social way of losing all your money. Like you share in each other's sort of successes and misfortunes and when someone rolls a seven at the bad time to roll a seven everyone together is like oh man i feel like everybody's first introduction to that game is through some kind of movie and so every time like you play it or see it played it feels very cinematic it's like i'm in the movie now (laughs) in in my experience the ultimate way that craps has been depicted in a movie is paul blart mall cop 2 a film with which i am intimately familiar here we go because he walks up to a craps table and it's like he just got to the casino and someone's like, you want to play craps? He's like, oh, yeah, I don't really know how. And he like exchanges all his money for chips. And then the dealer is like, OK, you want to put some here? You want to put some on the uh, pass? You got to put some on the, the low line and some on this. I don't know. I'm still pretty unfamiliar with the rules of craps. And then someone and then he rolls the dice and he gets a seven and he loses all his money instantly. That's about how it goes <laughs> uh but it's it's it, it, it can be fun uh i just i love that human beings have for millennia created these sort of very rudimentary random number generators uh using nothing but like simple materials in physics that is very cool and very human to me the predecessors of dice are like uh you know the the casting of of bones or what have you for uh soothsaying purposes 
uh, to to aid in those soothsaying purposes. Oftentimes, those bones or whatever would have uh, you know different sides with different sort of okay. uh, things etched into them. Okay, uh, <laughs> I pictured it like somebody had like a big bag of bones that they just dumped out, and then it was like tea leaves. They're like, well, this bone that is, landed I mean, that, on this bone. That is essentially what we are talking about. Yeah, I guess and, that's and, fair. and and there are still definitely uh, you know there are still some some parts of the world where that is a a practice that is done. Uh, but then six-sided cube dice and four-sided pyramid dice are about the same age, uh, and they, they've they been found appropriately enough in Egyptian tombs dating back to, like, 2000 BCE. Um, th- whoever, like, invented dice is sort of, like, a contested topic because, like, throughout yeah. time, historians have been like, well, it was the Greek uh, emperor who, who yeah. did it while uh, during the Siege of Troy... And it's like, no, actually, we just like dug up this like Chinese yeah. set of dice from 600 years earlier. Yeah. Um, the earliest like complete board game using dice uh, that that's ever been sort of uh, uncovered was the Royal Game of Ur, which was a Sumerian sort of artifact dating back to the third century BCE. I think I've talked about the Royal Game of Ur on this show before. Maybe uh, I would I would love to play it. I want to know what Ur. I I, I bet it's like um and like um sorry. <laughs> I feel like I have no idea what you're talking about. What what is this? The Royal Game of Ur. It was the earliest board game ever okay. ever ever discovered. Earliest complete board game uh using dice. Like shoots and ladders kind like, of. Like just like shoots and ladders. Mm-hmm. Um even as dice kind of began to take on more complex shapes and more complex like materials, right? Because the Greeks like did start making them out of uh, ivory and metal and 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 different sort of stuff like that. Uh, it wasn't until the 17th century that uh, th- that that mathematicians started to like study them in terms of probability and randomness. Oh. Up until that point, it was thought that like whatever the dice landed on was some was fated or some sort of divine, you know, intervention. Uh, which I find super duper fascinating. Um, I just, man, I, I, all I know is a good set of dice in the hand because you're right. I am a, a sucker for a good thing in the hand. A good, <laughs> a good, a nice a good, object. A good thing in the hand. A nice, smooth, heavy object in the uh-huh. hand is like you cannot beat that. What about the sound? Is the sound important to you? The sound is difficult for me right because uh i work in an audio medium yeah uh-huh. so uh those 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 wormwood dice that i love so much i don't usually use when we are recording at home because it hits the desk and it sounds like a you do know, you now do you feel like the little felt box is is like not appropriate you know i i, I want there to be some sound <laughs> you know, although now we we mostly use uh, when we're recording at home, we use D and D Beyond, which has a, a whole suite of virtual dice because yeah. that way our dad doesn't have to do math using <laughs> numbers on a piece of paper. It, the computer does it for us. That's dice. That's the show. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, there's a bunch of shows on the Maximum Fun Network you should go listen to. Oh, thanks to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our th- song, Money Won't Pay. Yeah, talk about a joyous bop. No kidding. That one still comes up. I, I oftentimes will, um, like when I'm perusing Spotify, I'll just go to my liked songs playlist that is like 400 songs long at this point, and it'll pop up sometimes. And every time it comes on, I just fucking <laughs> groove to it. 
Um, hey, we have shows coming up next week from Bim Bam and Taz. We're going to be in Boston and uh, at the Foxwoods Casino in Mashantucket. Uh, and you should come out and see us. It's going to be a very good time. Uh, it's next Friday that that, that very short tour starts. Uh, and then in July, we're going to be in Portland and Salt Lake City and San Diego for Comic-Con. So you should come out to see us for that as well. Um, pre-orders are open for the Adventure Zone 11th Hour graphic Ooh. novel, uh, which I cannot stress enough how proud I am yes. of how that one tur- tur- turned out. It was a very, like, involved, all-hands-on-deck, like, affair to get that book written. Yeah. And it, it I, I think it turned out fucking radical, and I Do can't wait for people to read it. Do you think it could be kind of a standalone in a way, that's interesting. I, 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 I think I'm wondering if it's the kind of thing where you could like give that to somebody who's not at all familiar, and they could just like. I think you could enjoy it that way. I think way. so too, because it, it, especially when you think about it in the con- not to toot my horn or anything, but when you think about it in the context of like a D and D like arc, like a D and D campaign, yeah. like it was my favorite. I think of all the of all the yeah. the campaigns, just because the figuring out that time loop uh aspect was so like novel and such a fun like exercise yeah um anyway i don't have the exact link on hand for where you can pre-order that but i bet if you go to mcroy.family you can check that out you can get tickets to the shows uh we have merch at mcroymerch.com that you're just gonna eat up and love you don't eat it i don't think we have anything edible i do believe we have dice on there very nice uh taz taz oh dice. yeah 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 uh is that it i think so okay be good out there everyone and our signature sign off. Be good, everyone. Be good. Everyone. We've heard a lot of. We've. Heard, I don't want to name names, but we've heard about some bad behavior, <laughs> and we do not condone that. Be good out there. Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.